Hello, everybody. Welcome to the playoff edition of Bucks UK TV. It's the first week of the playoffs. It's not going to be the last week of the playoffs. It's episode 60. I'm joined by David, Alex and Gary. Hello. Hi, there. Hi. And straight away, you at home, press the button, subscribe, press the bell, give us a thumbs up. You've been remiss the last few weeks. We need your help. The more you click, the more people get to see this. Uh, and the more people across the UK and across the world, Bucks fans everywhere, can enjoy what we're doing. Speaking of enjoying what we're doing, I think we had a good time against the Eagles. So uh, let's start by talking about that. Gary, kick us off. How was it? Um, well, it was uh, pretty good. Um, score was nothing like as uh, flattering to us as perhaps it should have been. We let them back into it towards the end. A couple of garbage time um, TDs that they got. Um, if you want a nice, comfortable playoff victory to start your Super Bowl run, that was it. It did feel good. Alex, for once, um, I'll be the one asking the questions. You get a chance to answer for a change. Um, was was Gary right? Was it was it exactly the way to set the tone? Oh, definitely. If you want to make a statement, then uh, that that's that's the way to do it. Um, you know, defensively, I thought we were incredible. I agree with what Gary says in terms of uh, those garbage time, uh, all those garbage scores towards the end of the game. They, you know, there's no way that Philadelphia were getting back in to the game at that point. Um, and offensively, I mean as near as perfect as you're going to get, unless you're a Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills, of course. But, um, you know, what we did was was brilliant. And, um, you know, I think we put the rest of the teams on notice as well. Let's hope so. And I think you're right. And you started by talking about the, the good offensive performance. So we'll stick with that. David, if you were to give the game ball out to on the offense, it's hard to choose, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we turned out, I mean, I went into the game full of, expectation during the week but come game day a little bit of nerves were creeping in has to be said but uh where we've in recent weeks struggled with slow offensive starts we went straight out there didn't we um it was really good to see we say like the guy said we made a really big early statement it was great to see mike evans get involved early as well and i think he had a fantastic game um so yeah i mean there were a few sort of missed Passes early on, a little bit of timing issues between Brady and uh, Tyler Johnson particularly, but uh, we quickly tidied those up. And it was great to see an early running game as well. Um, get Keyshawn out there, I think. If we can use a running game more and get into a bit of play action and not let a defence set back, um, then it just opens up for us. So I think all-round offensive performance was really good to see. Let's let's stick with the running game for a bit then, because you're right on the on the Bucks UK forum where we were chatting during the game, which was the I think it was the fifth or sixth largest forum thread we'd ever had, and there's the usual rolling of the eyes. But we're going to run up the gut on first and ten, and we did, and it worked. For seven eight yards, wasn't it the first mm. play, and made a statement from then on. So actually, Vaughan, do you think he's making a stake for a regular spot? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I don't think really he's let us down. You know, the times where he's disappointed is where he's actually got behind the defence and been passed to. 
Um, but I think from a running perspective, he does look good, doesn't he? And he's got the potential to last run. Um, he's got a little bit of aggression about him. Certainly gets a few extra yards after the tackle. Um, certainly like him what we see. And he does it in the end zone as well. So, Alex, I mean, Alex, we're expecting Lenny back, aren't we, next, next week? We really hope that's going to be in the depth chart. But so who's who's losing out? <laughs> who's losing out? Um, <clears throat> that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because even Gio came in and did really well as well. You know, he got a touchdown, too. And, um, you know, I, I was asked, uh, you know, did I expect CGO in the game? My my answer was no. I didn't think he would come in. Um, and he he did really really well as uh, also. I mean, but we didn't see level. Um, we didn't see Bell. Um, so if on that basis, if Lenny comes back, I have to say maybe Bell gets dropped there. Um, particularly when you look at how well both Vaughan and um, <clears throat> excuse me, both Vaughan and Bernard did uh, on Sunday. They they. They, they they were they were great. I mean, I'd even go as far as to potentially say, you know, it, obviously things are a bit in the in the air with uh, Rojo at the moment. Um, and Vaughan is really making a statement to say to Bruce Arians, "What about me?" And because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think Rojo's contract's coming to an end very soon as well. Um, you know, there is questions whether or not he's going to remain in Tampa. Um, and maybe Keyshawn Vaughan could be sealing uh, that decision. Certainly felt like he needed to do something to, to to stake a claim this late in the season. Gary, after you know the running the running game is the combination of the backs, of course, but also the people blocking for them. Um, you know, passing and running. How do you think that the line did? Um, well, the O line, of course, has been one of the main strengths of the team over the whole season, and. Um, we saw a couple of cracks, didn't we? But we didn't see them until uh, Worfs went out and then um, Jensen got injured. Um, I'm a bit worried about the right guard position if Worfs doesn't come back. Um, we all made the comment on the forum, didn't we, about Josh Wells after that bull rush where he just got shoved out of the way and uh, the guy killed Tom Brady. And then you saw the picture of Wells on the sideline hopping around as though he was injured. Uh, was that embarrassment or was he genuinely hurt? I don't know. Um, but the fact remains that the running backs aren't going to be able to run unless the O-line do the blocking for them. And Bernard and Vaughan got the best part of 100 yards between them, uh, which is pretty good. And to give my answer to the question you asked Alex a minute ago, who's going to miss out? I think the obvious answer to that is Rojo. He's you know, banged up at the moment. Uh, if he comes back, um, he runs really hard. But if he does come back or doesn't, we know we've got Vaughan that can do it if he needs to do it. I mean, going back to the game, um, I was a little bit disappointed after those first two touchdown drives that we were sort of first and goal again. And then we abandoned the run and ended up with a field goal where we should have just kept pushing on that. It felt like we'd learned a little bit, though. We weren't suddenly, you know, going only deep balls, you know, after deep ball, after deep ball. There was a bit more of a progression there, which which mm. I think I feel like it felt like keeping the ball on offense. It could could well be our best our best defense. Obviously, we'll come and talk about it next week. We're focusing on the Eagles now, but it felt like by keeping the ball away, it kept the D fresh. 
he uh, Brady only threw one pass over 20 yards, mm. and that was the touchdown to Mike Evans. So, I mean, the, the first drive really was a, a thing of beauty in that respect because, you know, everybody says that Brady will take what the defence gives him, and that's exactly what he did. It was four yards, five yards, eight yards, uh, Vaughan for 11 or whatever he got on that first run. Um, if we can do that and consistently do that, then it keeps the other teams off guard because we know that we can sling it along um, if we need to. And utilising Scotty Miller as well in the Godwin scheme. Yeah, and he was he was running as well as catching, so that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I predicted a big day for the tight ends. I was probably slightly over-optimistic, but it, it didn't feel like wide receiver one was out. You know, kind of, yes, Godwin's gone. Wide receiver two, Antonio, question mark. Obviously, Mikey's wide receiver zero, it goes without saying. Um, but, but it didn't feel like there was a drop-off, and it was nice to see the depth. Um, was it Tyler Johnson that had the early drops? Yeah. Yeah. He did, and then he caught one caught one across the middle and took it between two defenders. One of them just got him. Um, if he could have broken that, that would have been, you know, he could have gone all the way on that one. He, Tyler Johnson's okay. He's he's not going to let us down. The, the odd drop, but everybody, everybody drops them. Even Mike Evans drops the odd one. Yeah, I mean the big thing is really if Worth's in, in or out or limited, then how much do we have to use tight ends a bit more for blocking? I mean, um, it's it's funny you say that, David. Actually, because one thing that uh, I think it was Gronkowski he, he said in an interview that a play that was called constantly uh, constantly against the Eagles was a, a play called they called it jacked, um, and it it was standing for the tight ends. So I'm wondering, you know, Kieran, you were saying about uh, that the tight ends weren't didn't have as big a game as you predicted. I they must have been used much more in the blocking game when Worths uh, went down. Um, which is why we didn't see a, a much productivity from from them. Hence, you know, we're just seeing this jacked play get called cool all the time. Sounds like some sort of promotional tie-in with sort of alcoholic beverages <laughs> or something. <laughs> get jacked would suck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and the other thing I was reading a Scott Smith article on, on Bucks.com. Uh, he was talking about the next-gen stats and actually how quickly Brady was getting the ball out. I think that's the other thing. You know, we, you know we're, we're getting a little bit complacent now, guys, because um, we're used <laughs> to genius and the GOAT. Um, he was firing that ball the quickest out he's ever done it in a game, you know, and, and, and consistently. I think that, that made a huge difference as well. Um, it was nice to, to not see an interception. Um, and I mean, then on the other side of the ball, it was nice to see an interception. So let's, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, David, if we maybe we give you first 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 pickings. Now it all started good and then not so good. Is that no, right? But it was good to see all of our backs, wasn't it? Um, back and performing and delivering. Um, you know, there was a lot of contested ball there, which say actually played really well. Um, and again, picks get the boat out. <laughs> Gary, you've nicked your phrase. <laughs> <laughs> there were contested catches going on. Were you pleased to see that? Oh, was I just? My uh, my somewhat better half was watching it with me, and she's absolutely fed up to the back teeth of me screaming at defensive backs on the telly to, I mean, please just try and get the ball. And then 
not long after that, Mike, Mike Edwards appeared out of nowhere, like shot like he shot out of the cannon and, and intercepts that ball just by getting in front of the receiver. I mean, the guy can't, the receiver can't catch it. The defensive back gets in the way. And, you know, I know um, I'm sitting here in my house in Northampton uh, saying that, and it's very easy for me to say. It's somewhat more difficult to do on the field, of course, but I just wish they would contest it a bit more often than they do. Than they do. I do wonder, <clears throat> with all of the short, you know, sort of the, the rotation that the secondaries had to go through this year, it feels like, you know, if, if Ross Cockrell's out there or Mike Edwards making the play or SMB still injured, the, the, the drop-off seems less now. And I don't know whether that's perception, but it feels like now everyone's got used to playing and everyone's used to playing with each other. Maybe in the postseason that might make a difference. Yeah, I think you've got a set of backs there that are all confident and have got game experience. And not just game experience, they've made plays. Um, and and making all... plays, we have to talk about Jordan Whitehead, don't we? Oh yes, yeah. what a game he had! He and that's not that's not the first game he's had where he's been super. He's had an incredible season. Uh, he was all over the place. Uh, I was delighted to see how how good he was, and you know, just continuing on from that, I want to mention Devin White as well, because with Levante David being back, we're seeing the Devin White that we're used to. You know, the, the Devin White that was in the playoffs. Levante David just makes him it allows him a bit more freedom. Uh, you know, David will generally just sit in that hole uh, and cover that middle area of the field, which means that um, Devin White can. You know, blitz and push towards the line and really try and cause some issues there. And both Whitehead and White, you know, while it's difficult to pick one or two players out defensively because I thought the defence were outstanding as a whole, you know, I just want to say about those two in particular because they were incredible, really good. I mean, you saw the whole progression of the defence through the game in the backs contesting and stopping the passes downfield. Then the more I um, tried to get involved... Then the more he was shut down in a run by Levante and White. And ultimately, then he was holding onto the ball. And up comes Shaq and the team to uh, sort of bury him in the ground. So every line of that defence played a big part in that game. I think another big difference as well is the fact that, you know, we got Levante, David, JPP and Shaq back. That defence looked unrecognisable. Don't get me wrong, it still did well towards the end of the regular season. But that just went up to another level. Um and for me, you know, I mean, well, not just me, but, you know, you know, the phrase, classic phrase, defence wins championships. Those three have come back in. And my goodness, has it made our defence step up another level? If, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to what I said about Vita Vea being back for the Super Bowl last season, how much of an impact he made. And, um, you know, forget one player, we're talking about three players who have returned who are key to this defence. And the difference was just astronomical. Uh, but Alex, Alex, while you're talking about linebackers, though, Joe Tryon Shainka. Mm. Oh, yeah, to, absolutely. Seems to be maturing as well at a pace. Oh, definitely. You know, it, it goes back again, and also it goes back to this next man up, doesn't it? You know, um, it, you know JPP was struggling with that injury sort of for, for the latter part of, of the season. And it's, it, you know, JTS had to come in and really learn quickly and step up really, really quickly. And he made some great plays as well on Sunday. I think, uh, I think he got really close to tipping the ball a couple of times as well. He was, uh, you know, a nightmare 
for uh, Jalen Hurts and, and that uh, that line. So, yeah, I mean, it, he, he's he been getting better and better as the season's gone. What another great draft pick. You know, think back to like, the picks that we've made since Bruce Arians has been at the uh, at the Bucks working with Jason Light. Uh, you know, Devin White is in there. I think was uh, was Vita Vea, I think uh, first one of the first picks as well. Uh, and we're talking about JTS as well. Win build. Um, you know, outstanding, uh, absolutely incredible. The, Gary, uh, the you were going to say something. Me, sorry, sorry, Gary. The one thing for me, sorry, Kieran. Um, if you with Shaq and JPP being out, then JTS and Anthony Nelson become one and two, mm. but they're not really one and two. They're three and four. So when they go out to have a, a breather or whatever, and you've got five and six, I mean, the drop-off is, is immense, if you think about it. So by getting Shaq and JPP back, then JTS and Anthony Nelson go back into the rotation as, as three and four. But the really scary thing is, if you think about it, we made such a fuss about re-signing all 22 Super Bowl starters the Super Bowl defense has not taken the field once this season, not once yet. Wow, is that true yeah. for not a single play? No, wow. Not a single no. play. Sean Murphy Bunchman out pretty much mm. as the very first play, didn't he, of season? Mm. Yeah, so, uh, I think it was Whitehead that missed. I think it was Whitehead that missed the very first game. Of course, Murphy Bunting got hurt in that game, and from then on, it's been a succession. And then Sean Murphy Bunting again for this game. So the, the the starting Super Bowl defense has not taken the field once. You see, that just fills me with even more confidence, though. And I didn't know that, Gary. You said it, and now I know that. To think that I'm watching a defense that is including players who didn't start in the Super Bowl, and the fact they have been able to step up and you know learn Todd Bowles' system become part of that unit and still play as good as they can. And you, you mentioned uh, Nelson, you know, who uh, I mean, he's been. A revelation this season, uh, coming in and filling in. He's he's been brilliant as well. This is this is such a good position to be in from a fan's perspective of, of the Bucks, particularly when you look at the, look at the defensive ties. It's we're, we're very lucky, I think we can say as as Bucks fans right now to be witnessing this team that we're watching. So let's let's round out the defense, the, the defensive line. Um, I know Alex Howes is always watching the snap counts and seeing what the drop-off is like when Vayer or Sue has to come out. But again, the, the point you were making, Gary and Alex and, and David, about the, the the secondary, the linebackers, the rotation, you know, we're used to seeing those names in, and it seems like the drop-off is less and less now, do you think, David? Yeah, I mean, as we sort of mentioned earlier, it did get a little bit disappointing and untidy towards the end, letting them make some plays. But, you know, I think we know when we have to raise our game, when it matters, they're there. Um, so it's not something that, you know, you're sitting here concerning me at all at the minute. I think, you know, when they're called upon, everybody can deliver. I will, I will just, just a last little point there. It's great to see our own Mr. Relevant getting some defensive plays as well now. Uh, <laughs> you know, see Grant Stewart on there. That was, that was great. I think he even did the, um, he, he did the backstroke when they were rowing the boat as well at one point, which was pretty good to see. <laughs> I'm liking this guy more and more. You can see the, the frizzy hair. Sort of bobbing around the field, can't you? <laughs> and actually, yeah, and he's been a really brilliant special teams player, of course, which is a good segue into everyone's favourite third of the ball. Um, I have to be careful what I say now. I don't want to become a cliche of myself. I think it was A minus, wasn't it, Gary? 
Oh, I think I think you're being a little bit harsh there. It's got to be better than, <laughs> better than A minus. Goodness <laughs> sake! I mean, what they didn't do anything wrong, did they? With the exception of of not having any sort of run back on a on a kick or punt return. But you know, we've come to expect that now. And and you know, I don't want to bore you again with my theory about it. But um, you know, there wasn't one. They didn't have a big one. We made every kick. Pinion was was blasting them. And the wind was apparently pretty grim, so uh, he did a great job. And uh, of course, the highlight was the uh, the muff punt by Rager that um, had me out of my seat when that happened. And Scotty doing his job and getting there and stopping recovering it. Well, I exactly, mean... yes, because the guy actually muffed it. Scotty didn't cause the fumble, but Scotty just cleaned him up after he dropped it for Ross Cockrell to do his thing. So. So good, good team effort. And one thing, if if you watch the replay of that muff punt as well, you'll see Scotty Miller just completely does his marker for pace. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't really, we're not used to seeing Scotty Miller on special teams. Of course, normally he is uh, wide receiver three or four, but he he seems to have lost that spot to uh, Johnson and Perriman at the moment. But he's. I mean, he's doing everything right. He's making those plays on special teams, and that's how you get noticed if you want to get yourself back in. Well, he was the gunner from the other side of the field as well. He was, yeah. He, he was you got all the way. Yeah, <laughs> the pace was fantastic to get there. It's true. The commentary team picked up on that on the on the stateside broadcast. Of course, the best commentator for Tampa it was Joe Buck, um, and and he was he was saying uh, you know that that Scotty Miller's has earned his role because because he's not built like your typical gunner. He's small. Um, he's easily blocked out of his lane, but if you're quick enough, like you say, Alex, just gets there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and sometimes, you know, sometimes pace, you know, you, you need that sometimes. You know, it's not always about being, you know, built like a brick house and you know the the, the toughest bloke on the field. Um, sometimes pace just works, and in that instance, it worked to right treat. Indeed, the, the late great John Madden, who we should uh, doff our, our virtual caps to, he always used to say, "Speed kills." That was that was his saying. He called. Mm-hmm. I remember slamming the B button and all and hearing that over and over again. So uh, it, it, yeah, we want to win one, win one for Madden this year. Um, so you heard what we have to say about the game. Um, as I mentioned, it was busy on the forum. Uh, my refresh by F5 was was sort of starting to fall off my keyboard. There was so much happening. Um, and so we've, we've captured just a few of our, our members' comments, uh, and we'll share them with you now. So our first comment comes from David. Happy with that. Pretty solid all round. The only concern is Worths. I hope he recovers. Um, again, and one of the things we're talking about, is it, it was almost insane that, that Worths tried to come back on the field after that injury, wasn't it? When We didn't need to, did he? No, he didn't. No. In that instance, just, just rest him. You know, he could have made that ankle a ton worse by com- coming back on. I respect that he wanted to come back on and play. Great heart, great to see it. But you got to know just when you got to know when your body's telling you just take that break. By he's got, no, he's he got, he's got nothing boot, to prove. Boot, boot around one bark this week, so um, yeah. So well, it was come out. It wasn't just him hurting himself more. He could have got Brady hurt as well. Mm. Yeah, very sensible. And then Scott McGowan. Let's be honest. Do we think Arians has any control over whether Brady comes out or not? So clearly, if the, if the O line get him killed, then 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 he does. Uh, great special teams performance too. Um, yeah, I think yeah, we, it shows that Brady wants this. You know, the next one, the next one. He's such a fierce competitor. 
Charlie Bright, winning is all that matters. Let's move. Uh, I think that says everything. And then finally, Lee Morgan, I'm super happy about the win, getting bucks, but I do worry about that sloppy side. The tougher the games get, the you'll get punished. Uh, there we go. Yeah, you will get. You will. You could well get punished. Um, and it feels like that's a good point to talk about who it is that that might be doing the punishing. Um, obviously, first of all, as ever, we give our thanks to Bucks Report for their help. Uh, make sure you uh, have a click on them and, and see what they've got to say. There's some really good content coming out there. Uh, but now it's on to the next home game at Tampa. Back-to-back playoff games at home. I know, pinch me, wake me up. What is going on? Uh, poor old Brian Ford. He's telling us he's going to have to order another 70,000 flags. They're all going to blow away. Um, you know, it, it's the Ray J is going to hopefully be rocking. It's the Rams. So, Alex, if we start with you, um, this is going to be a tough game, isn't it? Yes. Um, out of the teams we could have faced, uh, which was it was Dallas, Arizona and the Rams, the Rams were the team that I didn't want to come against. Uh, they scare me, to be honest. You know, Don't get me wrong, we're a great team. But the Rams are also a great team, and I'm not to be underestimated. Um, and I'm sure we'll go into a bit more detail shortly, but of course they've got two very, very dangerous players. Um, who are, you know, they're, they're game changers, changers and game wingers. So, yeah, Sunday is going to be very difficult. Exactly. So, yeah, as you say, without going into the specific players at this point, it's their quick scoring potential. You think, actually, once once the, the, the Eagles were on the ropes um, and, and, you know, they had some garbage time scores, you worry that a quicker team, a more dangerous team, uh, could well come back. Gary, with, yeah, we'll talk about players, but first of all, the overall, the keys to the game, the tactics that are going to win this for the Bucks. Yeah, um, just to pick up on that last point, though, the any team you face now in the divisional round, um, you know, they're going to be pretty good. Of the eight teams, there's seven division winners in there. So, you know, there's eight really, really good teams left in. Um, what's going to win it for us? I think we need to get the scheme right on both on offense and on defense. Um, getting the ball out of Brady's hands quickly. They've got the best defensive lineman in the game, of course, in in Donald. So um, neutralise that threat by getting getting rid of the ball or running the ball, you know, off right or left and not straight into the heart of the uh, the strength of their defence. So um, getting the ball out quickly normally means a short pass. <clears throat> Do you think we need, the Bucks need to stick with that short passing approach they had against the Eagles? Well, it worked beautifully against the Eagles. There's no reason at all why it shouldn't work again. Um, you know, but like we said a few minutes ago, we know we can sling it long. And you know that Brady, he knows every coverage. You know, he's surveying the field as he's walking up to take the snap. So he knows where the ball's going. Um, he knows quick pass. He knows Mike Evans is going to be twenty yards down the field. So, so I'll swing it to him. You know, you've just got to scheme it right. And we've played these guys so often. I mean, we played them every every year for about the last what four or five years, I think. Um, I had a look to see what our record against them is, and and 
it's not good, it has to be said. Uh, nine and 16 overall against the Rams. Nine and 18 if you count the two uh, NFC Championship games that we lost. Yeah, I was, I was so, talking on the forum when the... Excuse me. I was talking on the forum when the shutout was still a possibility against the Eagles. I was saying, oh, wouldn't it wouldn't be great to get a shutout. Uh, and, and someone's like, God, no one ever get God, no one ever get shut out. And I posted a list of all the shutouts. Someone, oh my God, someone even got a shot at a championship <laughs> game. They obviously didn't go far enough down the list because I just replied with sort of embarrassed face. And yeah, we know we know that nine nil. Um, as a Crystal Palace fan, nine nil is all sensitive enough for, for me as a score as it is. <laughs> but for as a Bucks fan as well, it seems like it's haunting me. But but David, of course, there are other games where we played the Rams and where it's been, you know, was it 35, 34 and crazy scores like that. Is this going to be about keeping pace with the Rams or controlling the Rams? Well, I think this is an absolutely amazing matchup of two incredibly similar teams. You look at it, offensively, they've got Adele Beckham, Tyler Higbee, Cooper Cup. We've got Mike Evans, Gronk and that. I mean, we're pretty much matched up offensively. Rushing, I think we're pretty similar to them with Sony Michael and Cam Akers. And defence, you know, they've got Von Miller, Aaron Donald, we've got Shaq, Vita V and that. I, I just think everywhere you look, both these teams are really well matched, almost identically against each other. And to tell you, the, the big thing, two big things that are different in this team. One, Sean McVay v Bruce Arians. I think McVay gets himself carried away a bit and he thinks he's run too, and he's far too cocky and that can come back and bite him. And secondly, when push comes to serve, who do you want to make the best decisions? Who do you expect to make the best decisions? Tom Brady or Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford's going to throw interceptions when he gets pushed. And that is going to be the key to the game. I, I really, I really, I think that's a really good, succinct summary. Let's stick mm. with Matt Stafford versus Tom Brady. It's almost a shame you can't have a quarterback against a quarterback. But, I, I, you know, watching the highlights of the Rams' uh, last victory, Matt Stafford did look like there were flames coming off the ball. Uh, and the deep ball in particular, I think, was what concerned me. Did, did, did Gary, did you see the game, the highlights at all? Uh, I, I saw the highlights, and yeah. yes, uh, Stafford has got an arm on him. He's always had an arm on him, but he's also got an interception in him. Mm. Um, he's like any other quarterback. You can't throw the ball if you're lying flat on your back. You know, the danger man for me is Cup. But again, you take Cup out of the game by taking Stafford out of the game. Um, the the worry I have, though, is uh, we've talked about the Eagles, I know, but when Hertz was uh, being flushed out of the pocket and throwing it long, he was not very accurate. Stafford and any other quarterback we would face in the playoffs now is going to be a heck of a lot more accurate with that long ball while he's on the run. So you've just got to get that pressure on him. And coming back to the discussion we were talking then, Alex, we were talking about the importance of the run game, and that's where we began this podcast. I don't think the Rams have a great run game. Um, I think the Bucks need to have a great run game. What's your What's your take on the importance of running on Sunday? Because I think the focus is on the big explosive plays, the receivers. Yeah, I mean, my take is balance, to be honest with you, Kieran. You know, you, you can't win the game with one or the other you, you you need i mean you need to establish the run absolutely and set a tone and i mean you can argue that we always do try to do that especially the fact that we're always running on the first down so we're always looking to try and establish some sort of run um you know if we've got lenny back then 
I fully expect us to be able to establish the run and, and get something going there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, it, yeah, it, it, we've, we've just got, it's the balance. That's what it comes back to at the end of the day. You know, I don't want us fo- focusing more on the run that, than the pass because that, that isn't going to win the game on Sunday. We, we need to be, uh, like, like Gary said, just get the scheme right. Get that balanced scheme right. And I think we, we hopefully will be looking all right. And do you think, I mean, David focused on McVeigh, but obviously our coaches are, uh, you know, no, no, um, no rookies. It feels like the play calling has evolved in, in the latter weeks. In mid-season and the slump, it felt like we were going to call our game. No risk it, no biscuit. We were going to do what we were going to do, whether it worked or not. That that doesn't seem to still be the case, does it? No, uh, I, I was. <laughs> yeah, I've been much happier with the play calling <laughs> over the past few weeks. Um, you know, as we spoke about earlier, you know, it, um, shorter shorter passes, just not forcing the ball because that was something we were do, trying to do an awful lot. You know, we 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 I don't know, we'd be second and two or third and two or you know something like that, and someone would dial up a thirty yard bomb down the field. You know, it, 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 that. In playoff football, you definitely don't want to be doing that. If it takes you eight minutes to get down the field, but you're doing quick slants all the way, and you, you, you know you get six or seven yards each play, fine by me. You know what I what I don't want to see is this. For me, it was almost panic play calling. I think you know Leftwich sort of thinking we need something here, and then suddenly he's dialing up these twenty to thirty yard plays. So um, if if he just sticks with what he's doing on this play calling, you know, playing to our strengths as well. We're we're good when it comes to the short pass. You know, we've got those explosive receivers who can you know, make a difference there. You know, Mike Evans, uh, Gronkowski, Tyler Johnson's in there as well. Uh, you know, they can, they can work with the short uh, the, the short pass, and they've got the pace or the strength to get the extra yards afterwards. Um, so. Yeah, I want to see more of what we saw against Philly. I like that. And and obviously, that's the offensive uh, play calling side of things. David, on the defensive side of the ball, kind of, you know, very simplistically, and I mean very simplistically, we can either play the coverage game or we can blitz. You know, you can either send everyone or keep everyone back. What what do you think the balance of that needs to be um, against the Rams? I think we've got to hit them hard, hit them early. Um, we've got to get Matt Stafford um, ruffled, haven't we? We've got, mm. we've got to get in there early. We've got to put our foot down and um, put him in a backward position. Once you do that, then we can dictate the pace of the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I say, you know, with the likes of Cup and that, if you give him time, he's going to find him, isn't he? And it all boils down to that, really. And, Gary, when you're not talking about contested clutches, we're asking about trick plays. A game from the highlights of the Rams game. I saw there was a bit of razzle-dazzle going on by the Rams. And that's not something we've seen from the Bucks this year, if we're being honest. Um, other than the other wide receiver sweep or something, like a jet screen or something. Do you think that, that there's a need to sort of think outside the box for some of this play calling? I, I absolutely think there's need to think outside the box. I mean, it's not just what the Rams did. Did you see the Chiefs game? Um, you know, you, you, we had it all, underhand passives. We had tight ends throwing touchdowns. Uh, we had a big man touchdown. The Rams, they had um, Beckham throwing passes, didn't they? I mean, all sorts. And we, we're just a bit 
sort of old school. You know, I'd, I'd love to see a little bit more creativity. I'd love to see, you know, Mike Evans throw a touchdown or, you know, something like that. Uh, just, you know, mix and match. Get it's it true, and I more... always go back to the Bucks stats. The um, when you take out the number of carries as the uh, as the as the limiter, the 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 best running back for the Bucks in terms of average yards per carry, John Lynch, forty-one yards on a fake punt. Um, it feels like that sort of play call might be might be the deal. If we're at R forty-five, on it's and it's fourth and four, um, I don't think we've got much to lose by by trying to make people think twice. But but that's what I think. I think we might of, see. Go right, on, I think we might see some more deep balls early on as well this year. Like I say, we've been sort of mixing up with Ryan and short passes. Mm. I think we might try and catch them on the back foot as well early on. And that does have the good effect. Even if it doesn't come off, it stretches the defense, doesn't it? It means they can't all crowd up in the box uh, and try and impose their will. Mm. So who are the bucks that you think we need to really, you know? Uh, press the boost button on or uh, are going to be crucial in their roles. Gary, maybe if we start with you, uh, who are the Bucks that are really going to pivot this game? Um, for me, um, it's going to be the receivers behind Mike Evans <clears throat> because you know what they're going to do to Mike Evans. So we, we desperately need the Tyler Johnsons, the Perrimans, the Scotty Millers, whoever it is out there. We need them to, to, you know, to take the game over as much as they possibly can. Um, as much as I'd love to see Mike Evans get 100 yards and three or four touchdowns, if he doesn't catch a ball, that doesn't that won't worry me either. As long as the other receivers go off on one uh, and we win the game, it, it does feel like it could be Evans versus Jalen Ramsey. So you know, is that going to almost cancel each other out? Uh, Alex, for you, kind of, who are the key bucks to watch? I think it's whoever is at that right guard. Uh, sorry, uh, right tackle, sorry. Um, it, 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 we've said already, you know, it, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, they can't make a player they're on their back. Um, and, you know, I'm again, I won't mention any names on Rams yet, because I'm sure we are going to get to that shortly. But there is obviously somebody who, if we've not got a full offensive line, uh, there's one player in particular who is going to take full advantage of that. Um, so whoever is at that, I mean, obviously, I, I hope by some miracle, Worths is 100% and fit to go. It's unlikely. So then it's going to be whoever's going to be stepping up in, into that right tackle spot because we've got to keep Brady on his feet. You're unmuzzled now. You can say Aaron Donald. It's okay. Can I say it now? Thank you. Yeah, Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is... You know, it's always Assuming you're, you're not worried about Sebastian Joseph Day or, uh, <laughs> or Greg Gaines or Bobby I mean, Brown the third, singer, but never mind. I mean, who knows? There could be so much focus on Aaron Donald that one of them might get through and end up making a play. Who knows in this weird game that we all love? Um, but look, we we know how good Aaron Donald is. Arguably the best defensive lineman in the game. You know, no one can dispute that. Um, if there is a chink in your armor you can guarantee he's going to take advantage. So whoever comes in to help that help our line, it, they're going to have to be at the absolute top of the game. And of course, we need to hope that Ryan Jensen is also 100% to go uh, because a backup centre against Aaron Donald also scares the heck out of me. So the offensive line is going to be key. Yeah. 
Although, again, I'm looking down the depth chart and, you know, Josh Wells has got had game time. Aaron Stinney's played well. Robert Hainsey has been in there. I think Nick mm. Leverett's probably the odd one out and that we've not seen very much from him um, in the mainstream rotation. David, I've completely lost track. Have I asked you about bucks that you like? No, but uh, <laughs> Go I mean, going back, I mean, <laughs> I think the guys have picked on two key ones already. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the, the Worths position is going to be crucial in keeping Brady upright. And again, just going back to what we were saying earlier about Shaq and the guys needing to make early plays as well. And of course, when we get a kickoff return for a touchdown from special teams. Oh, I'd love to know who's going to be returning it then. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't done. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope that clip comes back to haunt me and we play it at the beginning of every podcast going forward for the whole of next year. <laughs> so this is, but that's it. This is, it. It's, you know, our hearts all say that the Bucks are going to win. But kind of what I need to know is what your head is saying as well. Um, Score predictions, result predictions. Alex, we'll start with you. Um, this is a hard one to call. It is. Um, you know, the Rams are a tougher challenge than the Philadelphia Eagles. No disrespect to the Eagles. They're a good team. But the Rams are another step. Um, I mean, I, I didn't... You know, I, I've said it before already this episode that defence wins championships. They've got a good defence. I think ours is better. And because we've got those players back, I'm backing our defence. I do think it's going to be close. I'm not saying that we're going to keep them to a low score, but I think the defence will do enough that we are going to edge the win. So I'm going to go for a 34-28 victory Ooh, to the Bucks. Two points away from me, but come back to that. <laughs> cool. All right, Gary, I like it. Well, um, I could show you my bit of paper here. It says 33-31. I, I think high scoring. Um, we score points at Raymond James. We've scored over 30 in every game except one. Uh, I, I won't mention that game, of course. So, <laughs> so I think we're going to score points. Alex is absolutely dead right with the, you know, the defence, defences. Um, I, I would reckon our defence is just going to make the odd play more than their defence. And that will be the difference. You know, that Mike Edwards interception in the end zone, for example, that type of thing. So uh, I think it will be high scoring. I think both uh, offences will will score fairly well. I rec- I've got 33-31. I hope it's not. I hope we hope we absolutely smash them into the ground. But, but uh, realistically, they're going to hang with us. So, um, a close win for us. David. Very similar to you guys. I had 36-34. I can see a missing a two-point conversion at the end. (laughs) (laughs) 36-34 sounds like I'm not going to be able to get to sleep after that game. (laughs) (laughs) Forget that one. I couldn't get to sleep after the last one. (laughs) What was your thinking over 36-34? I just think it's going to be tight all the way and it's going to be you know, just some crazy play at the end of the game, which is just going to make it happen one way or the other. So you think it's going to be like two heavyweight sluggers just punching and punching and punching? Yeah, I think so. Do you think it could be down to who gets the ball last? Or, you know, because Gary's saying it's about the D, you know, they're going to make the difference. Do you think it's about clock management? Well, isn't every game? <laughs> True. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So I think I think the weather's going to be key. I think if it's a horrible 
day for passing the ball, then that, that could actually favour the Bucks. I do think our running game when it needs to be is better. <clears throat> I think it's, but I, I agree ultimately with Gary. I think it's the defences that are going to be the different makers in this game because both offences are going to score. I've said very similar to what I said, 35-27 to the Bucks. I was really, you know, I had this deep moment of introspection. Like, are you just being a homer, Kieran? Do you really think the Bucks are going to win? <laughs> what have you come on say that you think the Rams are going to win? Is that are you? Are you, are you unnecessarily being contrary? I think I think I do think the Bucks are going to win. I think it's about bend but don't break. I think that twenty-seven contains more field goals and the Bucks contain more touchdowns. So that that to me, I think could be could be the difference. I think when we get down to the red zone or or trying to snuff out the odd drive, and if we can, if the Rams get one dimensional if we can force them into the passing game i know that's where they're most dangerous but you saw against the eagles once the eagles lost their running game it was brutal because you know i think it's just everyone was going on the blitz and you know there was no i think it was just like mike edwards sat that back, back there by himself but it didn't matter because because you know there's just a face full of buccaneers defense leering down at you and you can't do anything with it so i think bucks win um that's that but that's the hardest pick i've had to make all year long so this, I think, you know, this is primetime game. It's the classic, isn't it? It's the um, the condiment bowl all over again. Mustard versus ketchup. Um, we're we're gonna, this is going to the game that the whole of the the whole of America is going to be watching. Um, so, but but do you know? Tell us what you think, because um, you know, surprise, surprise, Bucks UK fan club for four Bucks wins. Um, so you know, if, if we had a, if we had a dime for every time, uh, we would be very very rich people. Um, so tell us what you think uh gary alex and david thank you ever so much thank you thank you you guys watching thank you ever so much don't forget the thumbs up don't forget to subscribe click that bell uh, not the leveon bell as it shall be known now um and um we will see you next time and we see you next time hoping very much that we are previewing another game um so it's goodbye from us and go bucks go bucks, go bucks. Go bucks. Go bucks.